Hey everybody, welcome to our special back to school episode of the For The Girl podcast. On today's episode, Ken's and I are diving into three ways that you can own this school year. We believe it's going to be your best year yet. So get ready to get inspired and to own this year. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey, everybody. Guess what, Kent? Yeah, what? It's <laughs> time to go back to school. Cool. Yay. Are we going back? No. Oh, that'd be I fun. I wish I could go. Did you like school supply shopping? Uh, yes, for sure. Were you like a huge fan getting like, did you get Lisa Frank folders when you were little? What What are those? Max, sounds <laughs> you like don't you know got them. Lisa Frank is? Nope. Lisa Frank, the like unicorns and pink, like, you oh, know what I mean? Is she a folder designer? Well, she did like folders and notebooks and all those things. Oh. Okay, apparently not. Okay, but today we are talking about going back to school. And this episode is all about three ways that you can own this year. And I'm really, really excited about it. But we thought before we jumped into three ways that you can just rock it this year at school, I thought before that we should reminisce on our days at school. Yes. When we lived together in college. Why are you talking like one know. mile an hour? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you guys, this is a big Mac and Ken. These are our top mess up moments. Mac and Ken's mess up. Yes, we lived together our junior and senior years of college in a house on Belmont Boulevard, aka right down the street from Belmont. It was pretty cool. People ask us now if we're still roommates and you say absolutely not. <laughs> yes. Cuz could you imagine? Yeah, we spend so much time together that if we lived together, delight would have been long gone. Let's yes. be real. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, so when we were together, we had living together, we had some really funny moments. Um, I don't know where to start. What's the top one? I guess, honestly, they're all equally funny. But okay, this is a really funny situation. There was one night where I could swear to you, I was sleeping and (laughs) I felt like... I saw. No, I didn't feel like I saw. Okay, wait, wait. Let's backtrack for a second. Okay, yeah. Okay, we lived with four girls. There was four of four us that lived girls. in the house. Yes. And I mean, any time that something like remotely scary happens, like it's late at night, somebody knocks at the door. All the girls freaked out. Everybody freaked out and they would all run upstairs to the top floor because it's a three-story house. And they'd be like, Mac, Mac, go check the door. We're so afraid. We're so scared. And I'd always be like, guys, not a big deal. Like, come on. And we go (laughs) down and answer the door and be like a friend or something. And they'd be like, oh, wow, wow. So when this happened, I was out of town. I wasn't there to like keep you sane. Oh my gosh, because I would have ran straight up to your room, but I didn't even have you there. So I went to even more dramatic circumstances. Anyways, I was sleeping one night and I 
thought that I saw a man. This sounds really creepy, but I thought that I saw a man at the end of my bed, like hovering over me. And so scary, right? Like I could have sworn I saw this guy. So so what did you do? I freak out. I first of all, I get up, I grab everybody else in the house and I'm like, you guys, I saw a man. They're like, are you sure you weren't dreaming? I was like, absolutely not. Take me seriously. Like there's a man so in our house. They call 911. So we call 911 and the police, the police come like we file this whole report about this man <laughs> at my bedside. And, you know, like looking back, honestly, like a couple days later, I really like had an honest moment with myself and was like, OK, like probably wasn't a man it was <laughs> I just had a bad dream but I oh convinced everybody that it really happened even the cops well I no, wish the cops for sure think it was a dream but I wish I would have been there because I would have yeah. been like Ken's oh my goodness what scary you're ridiculous but then there's this other moment this is pretty good so what well should you explain the story because I feel like you really experienced it okay yeah. So we lived, we lived in a house all together. And like I said, there's three floors. And one of our roommates was, she was just like the girl, she wasn't there a lot, but she would like come home at random times. And, you know, she just, she would do random stuff. So one night I went to bed super early. I decided to go to bed early. And um, I lived on the third floor that my room was the top floor. And I woke up and I... You know when you wake up and you are hot, like you're hot. I don't know if yeah. this happens to people or just like me. Night sweats. Gross. Yes, like it was like I was so hot, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was <laughs> suffocating. Like I literally could not <laughs> breathe. I couldn't breathe at all. And like I got to bed early, so it's probably only like 10 p.m. when I woke up to this <laughs> suffocating heat. And so I, I started having a panic attack. Like I've never had one, but I'm assuming this is what a panic attack feels like because I feel like I can't breathe. And I run downstairs. And as I'm running downstairs, I pass Kenzie's room. And so I'm running downstairs and I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And Kenz comes out of her room and she's like, what is wrong with you? And I run down to the thermostat, which is on the first floor. And this other roommate had turned it up. To 93 degrees. 93. <laughs> 93. That like, is. And heat rises. But what was funny about the situation is you were mad. Like <laughs> you weren't just suffocating and having anxiety. Like you <laughs> thought we were trying to kill you and you were mad at us. And we yeah. were like, why is Max so. I always say that like. I like to think I'm a nice person, but when I'm hot, I get so cranky. Yeah. Like I turn into a raging. She was like, "Who said not nice this? person?" <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay, got I got one it. more. I got one more. This is the most embarrassing one. Okay, so the okay same roommate from college had a habit of um, stealing Kenzie's clothes, and you know when you live together in college, it's a big deal. Like some people are totally cool with it. Some people are not okay with borrowing clothes. Ken's liked to pretend like she was cool with that. Like, yeah, totally. You can borrow that shirt. But then she started to get a little more mad as more shirts started the disappearing. The roommate abused She abused the, the rule. So one day, <laughs> one day it was summer vacation and Ken's was going to be gone for like three weeks. And I come downstairs and she is hammering something. And I'm like, what are you doing? She was installing a deadbolt lock on her closet so that while she was gone for three weeks, this roommate could not break into your closet and steal the clothes. I'm really embarrassed that ever happened, honestly. I don't like to resurface (laughs) it. Did you go to Home Depot and buy this deadbolt? Like, what came over you? 
Well, I was felt like she abused the clothing rule. I mean, and you I'm just all couldn't about trust her. The clothes, but yeah, I was like, you know, when you get a new sweater and like you overwear it, and then it just feels ugly. Yeah, she was like overwearing things for me, and I was just like oh. over it and couldn't trust her and embarrassed about it. But you know. That is so Come funny to my me. Clothes. We've really grown up a lot since our college days. Yes, we really have. And, you know, we've learned a lot and we were really sitting here thinking, you know, we have all these women who listen to our podcast, who are delight girls, who are in college and are getting ready to go back to school this year. And I remember the feeling of going back to school. When you go back to school, like you're kind of excited, you're kind of nervous, you're, you know, you're like, this is going to be the best year ever. And we thought, you know... We want to join them in helping them to make this the best year ever. And so we thought about what were the three things that we kind of learned in college that helped us to absolutely love our college experience. And so we want to talk to you guys today about three ways that you can own this school year. Yes. Okay. So the first one, we say this a lot, and it is to put all of your eggs in one basket which is kind of not normally what people say you right? know the saying is okay yeah that's the right. saying, what you know, is the, the saying, saying is <laughs> <laughs> don't know the real saying the saying is people say don't put all your eggs in one basket like if you put don't all your eggs it. in one basket like what if something goes wrong and then like mm. you have all your eggs in that basket and they broke sounds like they're living out of fear but not you guys, because you guys are going to put all your eggs in one basket. What do we mean by that, Kent? So we mean that you should dive deep into whatever thing God is calling you into this year. Because the reality is, is college students often like to be uh, busy and yep. spread Thin. They want to be over-involved and known to be a part of multiple organizations, multiple activities, multiple clubs, groups, whatever you want to say. Yep. And we really believe that if you spread yourself too thin, you are not having real impact in those areas because you're there's no way. You can't mm -hmm. give five even three to five things, your full attention. Yeah. And so you're having like, you're just not having the impact that you could have. You might be having a little bit of impact, but what really matters is having like a deep, long lasting impact in those areas. And I also believe that when you spread yourself too thin, you're avoiding like growth a lot yeah. of times in those specific areas, because when you commit to something, when you give it your all, when you plug in deeply to something, you also like grow so much more rather than staying on the surface of things. Yeah. And I think that it's just like, it's a different mindset when you don't have a backup plan. Yeah. You know, when you don't have a backup plan, it's like, there's no such thing as giving up because it is like the only option. Like you're going to give it your all because like, if you don't, if you don't like succeed at that thing, or if you don't make a difference or an impact out of that thing, then like you have nothing else to stand upon. Yeah. And so I think that was, you know, my um, sophomore, junior year, I was like the girl who was involved in everything. Like I was, you know, the, I don't even know, presidents of certain clubs that, you know, those clubs on campus that you're like, what do these clubs even do? We don't even know. I was like a spiritual life assistant in a dorm. I was leading delight. I was interning at a church. I was like 
serving at this like random ministry. I was doing all of these different things. And yes, there are parts of my heart that like wanted to do all these different things. But honestly, a big part of it was that like, I just thought it was cool and impressive. Like I loved being able to be the girl who did all of these things and still had enough time to like get good grades and still had enough time to like hang out with friends. But honestly, every night I would get home and I was so exhausted and like Mm. halfway doing everything and kind of just suffocating under this pressure that I had put on myself that, that wasn't producing fruit in my life. Like honestly, all of these things that I was doing, like, yeah, I was showing up, but like Mm. they weren't really producing fruit. Yeah. And so my senior year, Ken's and I actually decided to do this together. We both decided that like we were done being over-involved and we were going to quit everything but delight, <laughs> which I know sounds kind of funny, but seriously, I think we just sensed that God was doing something there. Like God was calling mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. to really invest deeply in this community. And yeah. so we quit everything. Like I, I had to have really hard conversations with people, like people that like counted on me and, mm-hmm. but to say like, Hey, like I'm not going to be able to do that this year, but like, I also want to leave room for someone who can do it fully to like step in and do this. So I quit all these things and really dedicated myself to delight. And it was so cool because first off, I just felt like a whole person again. Like I felt like I had Mm -hmm. the time and the energy to actually invest in people to like actually go on those coffee dates with girls within delight to actually start to Mm -hmm. dream and pray about what delight could look like after college. And then God Mm -hmm. so honored that like, seriously, like the time and effort that we put in that senior year laid the foundation for what delight is today. And I sometimes mm. I wonder, like, what if I would have kept all my eggs in different baskets? Like, what yeah. if I would have been involved in all these different things? Like, would I even be doing delight today? Like, would all of these women across the country be getting to experience like this Christ-centered community? And so mm. I think that God can do some of his best work when we commit deeply like when we don't have a backup plan when we have to step out and trust him that's when he moves the most and so I think look at your year like look at the things that you're involved in maybe you're a freshman walking in and you're you're thinking oh I want to do this and this and this and this and this and this Mm. Um, or maybe you've been involved in all these things for a couple of years like whatever it is like figure out the place that you feel called to go maybe it's a ministry on campus maybe it's an organization maybe it's um an internship maybe it's like a relationship with someone you want to mentor or disciple and like mm. just go all in like commit to it and commit deeply and commit so deeply that like when you want to fail or when you want to give up like the only option is to keep going because mm. you seriously don't have a backup plan yeah totally and you might be wondering oh well, like how do I figure out like where, what's that one thing? Like yeah. what thing should I put all my eggs in? And I would say for you, and this is kind of what Mac and I did is, first of all, if you're an incoming like freshman or new to school, try out some things for a little bit. Of yeah, time. for like, sure. You got to like give it some time. Like you, you need to experience and put yourself out there and do things that are uncomfortable and yeah. try to figure it out for a season. And then whichever one speaks to you the most, whatever one brings you most life, whichever one you feel most called to, connected with, do that one thing. Um, other way to figure that out is honestly just asking the Lord and having a lot of conversation with him about it. Um, just listening to where he wants to lead you. I know that was exactly what it was with delight for Mac and I. We felt the Lord speaking to us and mm. telling us to do this specific thing. Yeah. So it's important to take a season to figure that out so that you can have like faith and commitment 
going into it because the last thing you want to do is put your eggs in a basket that you're halfway in. Um, yeah. So you got to be all in. You got to feel called to it and really pursue that because, yeah. And then at that point, it just takes a lot of faith to stay there. Like, like Mac was saying, a lot of our people our age don't want to do this because yeah. they want backup plans. They want options if one fails. But let's have faith that God called us this, that this is where you're supposed to be. Even when it's hard, this is where you're supposed to be. And this is what you're supposed to do. And try doing that for a while. I think that you'll have a lot of fruit and yeah. a lot of fun and build incredible relationships too. Yeah, it makes me think I... I talk to a lot of girls when I meet um, women out in the world honestly a lot of times you know they know that we do delight and so they're like oh yeah we have a delight on my campus and they're like uh and they start kind of like word vomiting to me their involvement in delight you know <laughs> they yeah. kind of feel guilty so they're like I went uh three times last semester and I really wanted to get involved but you know I'm I'm doing this and this this and and blah 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 and then they'll go on and tell me about how you know community's been tough in college and and all this stuff and I kind of just want to say to them like hey honestly, like looking at your life, I can kind of tell why, because mm. you halfway did 10 things rather than like yeah. deeply going in. I don't care if it's delight, if it's another campus ministry, like you've got to go all the way into a community yeah. somewhere, someplace, like it might be delight for you, but it might be a different place. It might be a church group, whatever it is, like plant yeah. really deep roots within a community at college, especially yeah, like, especially sure. with a community, like, yeah, join that club and go all in with the club too. But especially with a Christ mm -hmm. center community, like you're going to need that this year. And yeah. I think if you do that, you'll just start to see that community happens so much more naturally through that. So yeah. I think that's really important. All right. Number two, if you want to own this year, if you want to have the best year ever, we want to encourage you to be a pursuer. Yes. And this might sound funny and kind of random, but I think this is so important. Mm. I think oftentimes these days we are not willing to pursue friendships. Like we are not willing to step outside of our comfort zone, to get outside of our box, to like chase down mm. people that we think are going to make such an impact in our lives. Like Ken's and I's friendship all starts with kind of a pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have so in my cute. notes, I have in my notes, let's talk about Ken's pursuing Mac. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. But it is a sweet story that I think is important to share. Yeah. Um, so when Mac and I met, we were introduced, um, well, a lot of people, like we went to a small school and a lot of people were like, you guys have to hang out probably because we were both named Mackenzie and we had similar personalities and this and that. And so finally, very end of freshman year, we got dinner together. And over that dinner, it was one of those life-giving conversations that you have with a person that you're like, wow, we not only relate on just multiple levels, but we can have fun, we can have fun conversation, and we can also be super serious and challenge each other and dive deep together. And like, seriously, over like the first dinner day, it felt like that. Yeah. Um, and I needed friends, honestly, like that were like that. Uh, my freshman year was hard for me. Like I didn't have people in my life that were really pursuing Jesus super deeply. And I knew God was wanting that for me. And that, uh, that probably meant I had to like step out and like be a pursuer and pursue yeah. that. And so anyways, um, over the summer, I like kept reaching out to Mac basically. I was just like, hope you're having a good summer, texting her, you know, and, um, just made sure to 
yeah, like continued to be friends. And I wanted to be friends when we got back to school. And yeah. it sounds so funny right now. And the thought process of it all obviously sounds like weird, but um, it's important. And like, I was willing to like put myself out there because I recognized that like in order to build a friendship, you have to pursue them. Like yeah. a lot of times we stand on the other side of that and we're like, we, we just, we are afraid to like reach out to people, to invite yeah. people, to like put ourselves out there. We're afraid of rejection at the end yes. of the day. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And so you have to see past that. Everybody loves to be invited to things. Yeah, I was going to say just being on the, the other side, the receiving end of, of a pursuit feels so awesome and amazing. Yeah. Like, I remember getting texts throughout that summer and being like kind of taken aback because mm-hmm. it was so not like, the, the way world. other friendship in my friendships mm. in my life had started. Like, you mm. know what I mean? A lot of the friends that I had freshman year were friends out of convenience, not friends out of pursuit. Mm. And so to have a friendship that came out of a pursuit where someone said, identified like, hey, there's something in you that like, I want to be friends with you and I'm not afraid to kind of look dumb and like put myself out there and say, hey, when we get back to school, like I'd really love to, to hang out and like just start to become friends. And so- mm. I felt so seen by that and was yeah. like so excited to get back in to be your friend. I had no insecurity stepping into our friendship that you didn't want to be my friend. Like, you know, those people that you're, you wonder, you're like, do they like me? Like, do, do they want to be my friend? So yeah. because you feel insecure, you stop trying with them. And then suddenly you have two people who aren't trying with each other and the friendship dies. But yeah. our friendship was like ignited from the beginning because I had clarity that you wanted to be my friend. And so I could be confident and like show you that I also, wanted to be your friend and so sophomore year we got back and I, I think we hung out the first night mm. and then like the next day and the mm. next day and then we started delight together and so there's just something to be said about friendships that start out of a pursuit and like why not be the one who pursues somebody like maybe maybe you're already in college and you're thinking about somebody that goes to your school that you think is just really cool and like there's something in them that mm. like you're drawn to and you want to be friends with them pursue them like go for it why not like dm them on instagram say hey i've seen you like you seem amazing i would love to hang out with you this year like Mm. who would say no to that i mean come on nobody's gonna say no to that and if they do then they're not the right friend for you so who cares and so i think like i would love to see you guys just pursue the friendships that you really want in your life and um not just pursue like people that you think are going to pour into you and be awesome friends for you. But also this is something we've talked about, like pursue like the people on your campus that nobody else is like be Mm. inclusive, like go after the people. I always say like, if you're going to call yourself a follower of Jesus, like you've got to follow Jesus to the places he would go. And Jesus would be hanging out with the lost, the lonely, the like, misfits of your campus and so that's where you should be too like we have to be people who don't just surround ourselves with people who make us feel better about ourselves or who remind us of ourselves like we also have to surround ourselves with people that like are the misfits and the people that Mm. like nobody else notices and if you build a friend group that includes both of those I mean what a powerful friend group I Mm. think it'd be so cool if like all of you guys stepped into that yeah definitely and the reality is, is college is lonely. Yeah. Everybody feels really lonely and friendships are great. Friendships are hard to come by. And yeah, let's be people that 
are really selfless about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this is a challenging thing to talk about because we're essentially telling you to just like be more like Jesus, to be super inclusive, be super kind, go yeah. after people, chase Sounds after great people. when you're talking about it. Yeah. Another it, thing to step into it. It's a lot harder to do and you really have to be yeah. selfless. And at the end of the day, you guys, like this journey and following Jesus, like, it's still happening while you're in college and while you're in your early, early twenties, like you are following these. That means that you, you put on a selfless like mindset and you college isn't about you. This isn't like an exception time or something. This isn't a break to like, to like even the first couple months of school, that's not a break. It's you have to put on the selfless mindset and start pursuing chase after people like be a good friend to the people that you really really want to have deep friendships then be a good friend and be nice and inclusive to literally everybody there's opportunity in your every day on a college campus to do that it's so tangible on a college campus so yeah I just want to empower you and encourage you in that it's a huge part of our story the only reason why delight is today and you can have so much impact with a really great friend to be a pursuer like that yeah it's so good Anyways, our third thing that we want to touch on is when you get to school this year, let's all do something outside of our comfort zone. Something that's going to challenge you, something that's going to make you uncomfortable, something that is something you would never normally do. Like that is honestly, this is kind of a fun one in some ways because that's what college is about. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a time. It's kind of like four years, five years, however long it takes you to get through school <laughs> to do like, it's just like, those are fun years. It's kind of like a, a period of time where you don't have to take yourself so seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, I love this. I think this is so important and honestly, probably is a little cliche in the sense of like, get outside of your comfort zone. But like, there are 40 million opportunities around you in college to actually get out of your comfort zone. Honestly, when you get into the work world, there's a lot less opportunities. But when you're in college, like there's so many things to get involved in. Like there are so many things to say yes to. Like if you, if there's three people down the hall from you that you have, you know, just like you're just not really jiving with them, but they're like, hey, you want to go cliff jumping on Saturday? Go cliff jumping. Why not? Go have fun. Maybe <laughs> maybe you'll meet awesome people. Like maybe it'll be the time of your life. Like go do it. And like if you feel a little nudge from God in any sort of way, like say yes to this. I um one thing for me that like really took me outside of my comfort zone is sophomore year of college. Sophomore year? Junior year? Uh, I think it was your junior junior year. Junior year, we um, went to, Ken's and I went to the Passion Conference, which honestly was inside of our comfort zone. We both love some Christian conferences. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we went to the Passion Conference together and it was an amazing experience. So awesome. Like, just so good. And um, one of the things they talked about at this conference was modern day slavery and about how there was, you know, 27 million people across the world who were enslaved in some sort of way, whether it was like human trafficking or sex trafficking. And like, it just took hold of my heart. It kind of just broke my heart. And I remember being so like, I just knew I couldn't go on in the same way. So I got back to campus and I was like, I have to do something. I want to do something. And so I remember starting to like research things online. And um, I found out about this thing through International Justice Mission called Stand for Freedom, which is like where you 
invite your campus to like literally stand, stand for 27 hours in like representation of the 27 million people enslaved throughout the world. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like that would be so cool. But like, how do I tell the right person to do this so that like this can happen at Belmont? And then I just felt like God just little tiny whisper said, hey, that's you. Like you're going to be the one. And I was like, ah, no, how do I do that? I don't know how to do that. And then ended up telling a couple of friends about it. And they were like, that sounds amazing. And then literally it happened like two months later. I mean, it was a thing. I feel like everybody on campus knew about it. And we had a bunch of people who like stood for the full 27 hours. Like I think like over 500 students stood at some point throughout the day. And like we're a part of one of the things that we did. There was like a huge dance party that closed it out. We raised like $10,000. Like it's just so cool. And it's really cool because today at Belmont, they still do stand for freedom, I'm pretty sure, which is so cool. Like, I don't know, just like that moment too, it wasn't just that like it was a good thing because like obviously like there was a lot of cool stuff that came out of that. But I made awesome new friends through Stanford Freedom, like people that I hadn't been friends with before. Like mm-hmm. I was challenged. Honestly, it helped me to like see that, oh, God, God can use mm-hmm. me to be like a starter of things. And it, it yeah. spoke a lot of life in me so that when I stepped into delight, I was like so ready to go. And I had like belief in myself. Mm-hmm. And so just that like little stepping outside of my comfort zone, because that was not comfortable for me. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that girl. Um, it really was so cool. And I just think like it doesn't have to be starting something like that. It could be saying yes to the people down the hall to go cliff jumping, like mm-hmm. whatever it is for you. Just like honestly this year, say yes to more things than like you say no to. And I know we said put all your eggs in one basket at first, but I think this is different. Like there's just so many moments throughout your time in college where you can do really cool, awesome stuff if you're willing to step outside of that comfort zone. Yeah, totally, totally. You grow so much. You you meet new people. You have make a really great memory. Like there's so much there. I think so often in college we just like – stay with our people, our clique, yeah. our, the way we came into college thinking college was going to go down. That's just what we stick with. And sometimes God wants to like grow us and challenge us and do something a little bit different. And so, yeah, we really want to encourage you guys to do that. Do something brave. Be yeah. brave. Be brave. We need to still be doing that. Even yes. if we're not in college, I need to get outside of my comfort zone more. I agree. Preaching to ourselves over here. Preaching to ourselves. <laughs> and our last one is to begin to focus on your studies. <laughs> I was That's like, where terrible. are you going? <laughs> I need to stop. I, no, no, no. I'm not letting you stop that. I was sitting here like, where is she going with this? Oh my gosh, you guys, we didn't focus on our studies in college. But you guys should. Honestly, you should. If, like, you know, know, some of you guys are going to Ivy Leagues. Like, you are winning yeah. the world. Can't wait to see if you be our next president. Yeah, if you came to this podcast for some like study tips and like how to you get A's, came you to came to the one. wrong podcast because we weren't very good at that. Well, you could put all your eggs in like math class or something. You could. That's true. And that's then, true. You know, you're going to be good at math. You will be a, what do you do with a math career? <laughs> Scientist. A, uh, accountant? They will go to the moon. Obviously, we have no idea. <laughs> we have no idea. But yes, let's recap. If you want to own this year, number one, put all your eggs in one basket. Commit 
deeply to something and especially commit deeply to community. Yes. Number two, you want to be a pursuer. Be inclusive. Like find somebody that you really want to be friends with. Invite them to church. Text them. Pursue them. Be their friend. Include people that are not like you. And number three, this year, commit to doing something outside of your comfort zone. Just a little something. It might be big. It might be small. But say yes to those random little things, especially those nudges from the Lord. And don't forget... Focus on your studies. Yes, focus on those studies, guys. And yes, wow, I'm so happy for you guys going back to school. Have the best time ever, best days of your life. Seriously, if I could go back to college right here, right now, I honestly would because it's so much fun. And yes, get A's, eat at the calf. Yeah, good times in college. Love it. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. OMG, we are already back in school. How did that happen so quickly? I don't know. It's crazy. Have you made your staples run yet? For sure. All my pink folders and cute pens. <laughs> Speaking of back to school supplies, have you seen the new Delight merch? So good. Oh my the goodness. Pink. I have been living in that new gray sweatshirt. I mean, I put it on religiously. It's so comfy. Oversized sweatshirts are just the best. Everybody needs about 10 in their life. Seriously, if you haven't picked up your Delight merch for the semester yet, head to our website right now delightministries.com and use the code for the girl for 10% off your next order more importantly now that you're back at school you have to know about delight chapters that's the main thing we do here at delight is we have communities of women that meet on a weekly basis and there might be a chapter at your campus so look on our website you'll be able to find all the chapters there and yeah I hope you join one you should have like yesterday it's the best thing ever it's going to change your life seriously amazing community and if you don't have a delight chapter on your campus we'd love for you to consider bringing delight to your campus you can head to our website for more details on how to start a delight that would be the dream happy back to school everybody study hard